links are still the number one tool of choice for hackers. If I was an attacker, you know, trying to gain access, that would definitely be my first route is just sending out that uh, simple email or text. And the impact of a successful phishing attack on a smaller company can be really devastating. What are you all seeing as the new and innovative thing that uh, attackers are doing um, out there with AI? So AI has basically lowered the bar for the cyber criminals to quickly create advanced attacks. Who says tech can't be human? What is going on, Hacker Valley fam? Welcome back to the show. I'm excited to speak about a topic that we thought we got rid of, and that topic is phishing. We're going to be speaking all about the future of what this has turned in, uh, phishing has turned into because of things like artificial intelligence, and the best way to fight fire is with fire. We hear this all the time from the greats that have come before us, iron sharpens iron. If the attacker and adversaries are using AI, maybe there's a bit of an opportunity for us to use AI to better protect ourselves. To bring this whole live stream episode together, I have two great guests. Our first guest is Vishal Dixit. Vishal is the co-founder and CTO at Graphis, an automated phishing defense platform. And I also have with me Sven Beshman, who is senior product manager, manager for email security at Kaseya. Uh, by the way, Graphis and Kaseya have been gracious enough to sponsor this live stream. So we're going to be giving them lots of love. If you haven't heard of them, be sure to check out the description on LinkedIn so you could get hooked up with these two gentlemen. But most importantly, Sven Vishal, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ron. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on the show. Yeah, great to be here. Thank you. Yes, glad to have you both. I got to say, phishing has been the bane of my existence as a cybersecurity practitioner. But over the past two years, I kind of felt more confident that, you know, my inbox was becoming more manageable because the spam, the scam, and especially the phishing was starting to die down. But looking at 2023 and now 2024, it seems like things have kind of taken a step back when it comes to uh, feeling confident that we have phishing under control. So I would love to throw the first question out to uh, one of you, whoever answers it, uh, great but what is the current state of phishing as you all know it from the expert's point of view? I think you already got it in, in a way that during COVID, I mean, COVID changed uh, a lot. We saw an increase during COVID and it just doesn't go down. I mean, it's still growing and growing year by year. And we, if we look at the, the market, we can see that still that most or the biggest driver is still the financial interest of the cyber criminals that hasn't changed but it's it's increasing um we have around 95 percent of of the attacks that are completely financially motivated um and we can see that around 74 75 percent of these attacks are actually coming from criminal organizations and um, we, we have some numbers, for example, from the uh, SBI, uh, FBI. 
business email compromises. Um, from 2013 to 2022, businesses reported about 270,000 incidences, and these were going ahead with about $50 billion of reported mm -hmm. cost to business email compromises. And when we analyzed that, and we can see that this number was actually growing um, on the median cost of the incident. So it started about like $30,000 per incident and it went up to around $50,000 per incident. Um, some, I think some general things that we are still seeing on, on the preface side is that links are still the number one tool of choice for hackers. Um, but we see a very strong increase on social engineering attacks where criminals, for example, are impersonating a business or brand using generative AI. Um, most attackers impersonate very well-known brands that all of us use on a daily basis. Um, the number one impersonated brand is Microsoft. It's followed by big names like Google, Salesforce, Amazon, DocuSign. And sometimes they are also using temporary um, events. Like, for example, we, we saw attacks coming through with um, Silicon Valley Bank when they actually file bankruptcy and, and, and they are using that. And that's, that's, that's really, really changing. And uh, our thing that you're seeing is that, that attackers are getting better and better and actually covering up their attacks. They are hiding the links. Um, they, they are spoofing. The spoofing is actually like hidden, for example, in pictures. So the whole body of an email, which you see as a text, is actually a picture. And that's where they are hiding um, their impersonation from people like us that are actually try to um, defend you. And yeah, we, we also see that in the last year, tools that we were using in the past, like email authentication, SPF, DCAM, DEMO, mm -hmm. which, which were really um, tools that helped us, um, they actually get bypassed by a lot of these hackers. And yeah. um, the last thing is that that still... 90% of um, successful cyber attacks actually start with emails. So email is still the number one um, vector. Gotcha. You know, I, I've, I hear like the, some people say that it's email and then I hear other people say, well, it's things like misconfigurations and vulnerabilities. Um, have you seen like, a, like one report that says this versus the, the other thing? Uh, what, what has been you all's, I guess, finding from that, specifically that FBI report, is the FBI report stating that phishing is the number one method? Phishing is, is the, the, the most used one, yes. But we still yes. see that people are also attacking um, like hardware. If I was an attacker, you know, trying to gain access, that would definitely be my first route is just sending out that uh, simple email or text uh, phone call is also very effective as well. Um, but, you know, going back to the phishing topic, I would love to hear, you know, how did you all get involved in this type of world? Vishal, I know that your company before being acquired by Kaseya was, you know, you were building uh, Graphis. So maybe start with uh, your origin into the world of phishing. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Hello, everyone. My name is Vishal. Uh, I am the co-founder and CTO of Graphis. Uh, and uh, I'm a software engineer by profession, working in cybersecurity, AI, ML, and product management. 
and uh, myself and my co-founder we uh, started graphers back in 2015 you know we we were seeing the problem of phishing and social engineering becoming more and more prominent and uh, it was our vision to build a self learning platform which was advanced uh, which was using techniques that were not very prevalent at that time and our goal was to prevent companies against a variety of email uh, based attacks and then come 2020 uh, graphers was acquired by kaseya okay uh, but now almost a decade later you know we are happy to you know protect thousands of companies uh, against such attacks and uh, from my day to day job perspective you know i continue to work on the product and keep helping our customers uh but going back to you know the question that you had asked earlier you know uh, the landscape uh, that we are in with regards to fishing you know it indeed is a very big problem you know uh in my experience you know i have seen fishing for uh, over you know at least more than a decade you know and i have seen it evolve a lot over time you know hackers have found you know that it is now becoming hard to send malware into an environment because this email security and endpoint detection systems have gotten far better you know so what they have resorted to is to you know social engineering and spear phishing attacks you know which are easier to craft and harder to detect you know and from within our environment you know we have noticed that you know after the big surge in phishing attacks from the time of covid you know it hasn't subsided you know it hasn't reduced you know and there is a constant increase in the number of phishing attacks on organizations on a year over year basis you know so so the bottom line is you know a decade ago when we started the company you know you would see uh you know attacks getting carried out on larger organizations but now what we are seeing after covid that you know the smaller and mid size companies they are also getting targeted because you know larger larger companies they have beefed up you know they have big pockets you know they have beefed up their security posture so but not so much for the smaller companies you know they they and the impact of a successful phishing attack on a smaller company can be really devastating so it it might be very hard for them to recover recover from such attacks or they might even go out of business i'm going to jump in for a second and share a surprising statistic Did you know that over 90% of all cyber attacks start with a phishing email and that data breaches that start with a phishing attack cost an average of 4.76 million dollars. On top of this, many attackers are equipped with AI enhanced tools that can target more people in your organization with even more convincing phishing attempts. And it's all too easy for them since they're using AI. The real question is How do you defend your data and help your employees fight against these types of attacks? AI-powered Graphis is your AI-based security solution for Microsoft 365 and Google Workspace emails. With Graphis, your team will have TrustGraph, the advanced patented technology to automatically detect and quarantine malicious emails. Graphis has also created a technology named Employee Shield. which serves as a warning banner to help users spot suspicious messages and report on phishing emails in one click. And your employees can report suspicious activity to Fish 911 to instantly quarantine a suspected attack for all recipients and send it into their IT team's investigation queue. Plus, Graphis is always learning to get better over time. 
If you're ready to protect your business and employees from phishing attacks, check out AI powered Graphis by going to graphis.ai forward slash Hacker Valley. And also thank you to the Graphis team for sponsoring this episode. It's the best way to support the podcast and the brand by checking out our amazing sponsors like Graphis. And uh, Sven, I'm going to pass it over to you. Uh, how did you, you know, land and start working on email security? There's a lot of facets of product management, especially at a company like Kaseya that has different um, products. Uh, how did you land on the email security side? I think it's a very long way. I mean, Kaseya is, is a company that's very invested with managed service providers. And actually, you know, I, I grew up in, in East Germany and my dad, when the wall came down, started his his own managed service product business and i can remember when i was a child like eight years old we were driving to to west germany trying to buy computers like atari you know the old good times where they had <laughs> these machines and so i worked in in his business helping him too and then during uh, my career that i started at telecommunications uh, back in germany uh, we had cybersecurity as a value-added service for our customers because we saw that it's getting more and more important to also get protected um, on, on a, a private level. You know, it's, it's not just companies that, gets, uh, that get attacked. And that was actually, it might sound a little bit cheesy, but it actually gives you a good feeling if you can help people. You know, we, we try to protect them. We are doing cybersecurity. And that's actually what motivates me. And especially then I was so lucky to get in contact with Vishal and Tisea. And I think it's especially fascinating if you have a chance to work on, on artificial intelligence. It's, it's a really big thing. And I was, I was always fascinated by biology. And if you think that we, we are using zeros and ones to build something or we try to rebuild something like a neurological network like our brain, it's just very fascinating. Love that. You know, when I when I look at my career, there's always one thing that stands out, especially on this topic of security is resources. Resources might come in the uh, uh, kind of uh, facet of money, uh, time or expertise from your team. Um, but I would love to hear, you know, from you all being in the field, helping organizations, being a leader in the space. Where are people getting stuck? Is this a challenge that we're still, you know, being stuck and you know, dealing with false positives and wasted time or energy. Uh, what is you all's uh, perspective on that? I mean, if it, we have to understand that Kaseya um, is serving mostly managed service providers and mid-market enterprises. And I, I think especially in the MSP sector, we, um, we are having a lot of IT generalists. Right, they are bouncing from one task to the other. It could be that you know you forgot your password. You need an update that needs to get fixed. And the same is is um, in, in in smaller to medium sized companies. It's it's a little bit different how the IT teams are actually built. And what we can see is that of course cyber crime and cyber security are it's such an extremely fast developing field. So it's very hard for them to catch up, so to speak. Um, the other thing is that it's getting very, very complex, and that's something that, that Michelle can then also talk about. Is it's just it's insane how good they are, and and then even when they start like using AI, it's it's you really you need brains for that, and that brings us to to a challenge that that they have is you need to find the people that actually can can deal with that, 
and and they cost they're hard to find and they cost money i think the the uh, average salary for a cybersecurity specialist in the us is around like 93 94000 um, um annual um Michelle, do you want to to add anything yeah yeah so you know i totally agree with swen you know it's a known fact you know that we have a shortage of skilled cybersecurity prof- professionals and uh, as he said you know the problem is even worse for smaller companies you know who don't have enough resources to run it for them you know security is an afterthought you know what what we have is a multifunctional it engineer who do many things you know uh, for the smaller organization or uh, for that matter for the larger organizations as well as well you know from managing the networks you know to the data devices to managing security you know they don't necessarily have all the tools you know to perform these operations effectively and even if they have the tools it is hard for them to manage them you know there is a there is a lack of automation to analyze and manage the alerts and the data that these tools generate so which makes it really hard for them to defend against you know cyber attacks yeah i bet when you know i look at something like phishing and email security um things have changed like we spoke about there's the things like there's uh opportunities like ai and technology like ai large language models especially what are you all seeing as the new and innovative thing that uh, attackers are doing um out there with ai yeah yeah i i'll take this one yeah so i mean you, we all know you know the goal for this for the hackers is to trick users into believing that the emails that they are getting is genuine email and then they would ask generally ask the recipients to take certain actions that's their whole motivation so you know they deploy many tactics to make these emails look genuine uh, you know for example you know playing with the domain names uh, of the of the sender you know and uh, an, an example you know is, is you know amazon.com so instead of amazon they might use a character from a different language the the o character from a different language so to a recipient it might look you know that they are getting an email from amazon.com but it might be you know it, it is actually uh, from a hacker controlled domain you know so that's one example you know another examples example could be uh, they would hide these phishing links into certain trusted tools that we all use on a day to day basis like sharepoint you know the the user thinks that they are going to a sharepoint site but you know in in fact they are going getting redirected to a phishing page you know the and one thing that swen mentioned uh, the qr code you know qr code related scams are are on a huge rise uh, you know you would get an email with a qr code you would think that okay you are scanning uh, a qr code but actually you are getting landing being landed on the phishing page you know? right yeah so these are some examples there are like uh, another examples which is very very hard and very dangerous you know for example conversational hijacking the hackers you know they would just uh, compromise an account uh, and uh, to a unsuspecting recipient and they would just be there silently listening to uh, the email messages that are coming in and let's say you are you know having a conversation with your business partner and the 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 thing is getting to you know where you have to transfer some money you know for some business purposes since the hacker is already there in your account for for a long duration and listening to the messages 
what they would do is they would then hijack the conversation. They would silently send an email which has similar looking, you know, email address that you are used to uh, having a conversation and they would just ask uh, the recipient to transfer the money to an account that they control. So that's that's like a very, very hard and very uh, dangerous type of an attack. What about the AI component that the attackers are using? Have you all noticed any uptick in, you know, discussions and forums or um, just reports that you have read where attackers are using things like ChatGPT, Claude 2 or Bard um, or a specific LLM? You know, we heard about and we had a, a live stream on it in the past. Um, adversarial AI, where we spoke about like things like Worm GPT. So I'd love to hear if you see um, any patterns and tools that are uh, being leveraged by the attackers. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, as you mentioned, Ron, you know, there are tools which are, you know, readily available on the dark forums like Worm GPT or Fraud GPT. Okay. And uh, hackers use these tools too. Uh, craft, uh, you know, they, they, they can just go ahead and do a subscription on these for these tools. So for a couple of hundred dollars a month, you can very easily create malicious artifacts like phishing emails or malware and uh, send it out to, you know, recipients. And but these the, the important thing is, you know, these guys, they don't necessarily need to have any understanding of AI technologies because these tools are readily available. The, the more important and more dangerous thing is, you know, the nation state sponsored hackers, you know, who have access to sophisticated training data and AI knowledge, you know, they are the ones who, who can launch more dangerous attacks. And they are the ones who are actually creating these, the tools for these low level uh, hackers, you know, so, so AI has basically lowered the bar for the cyber criminals to quickly create advanced attacks. And uh, what I feel is, you know, we are kind of at a tipping point where cybercrime market is getting commoditized and uh, with ready access to to these tools. And uh, uh, it, it seems like a like a chain reaction, you know, where we have advances in Gen AI uh, technologies, uh, which makes these uh, low level phishing and social engineering attacks very easier to create and launch. Uh, but there is a huge likelihood of, you know, uh, credentials that are getting harvested, you know, more access points available for hackers. And then using these credentials and access points, hackers can move laterally and then launch more sophisticated, you know, malware, ransomware and uh, business email compromise attacks. So the overall trend is very high numbers and uh, very successful social engineering and ransomware and VC attacks. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about the tech, especially in the terms of AI. We know that we need some type of mechanism, some type of control to limit the amount of phishing attempts, spam and scam attempts as well that uh, reach our users. Um, but what do we need to look at for AI? What AI is a must have for phishing detection in 2024? Absolutely. Yeah. So I will go into, uh, you know, the technologies that we use and we feel that those are very strong and very capable in, in detecting these advanced uh, phishing attacks. So so assume, you know, there was a, an, an email security system which had the unique knowledge and intelligence about each and every sender uh, who sends an email to the organization. And then depending on the communication pattern with the recipients, you know, including the type of emails, 
that they are sending the content, the headers, uh, and how the recipients are responding to those emails, like whether the recipient is uh, deleting or archiving or, you know, doing something else with the message. Those senders are getting assigned a trust rating, you know, some would be trusted senders, some would be unknown, some would be malicious, some would be suspicious, you know, so each sender uh, had a trust rating assigned. And then in the future, when uh, when we receive an email from the trusted sender, uh, which is, you know, a significant number of emails that, that we, that we uh, receive. So those emails are let in with minimal inspection. Just like, you know, what we have at uh, TSA, pre-check the TSA pre-check you know we know those are trusted individuals and uh, they are let in with minimal inspection but everyone else goes through a very comprehensive security so similarly you know any other email that it lands in in the in the organization you know we have a huge uh, computational system running which would analyze uh, the header of the email the written text the payload uh, and then we use technologies like data clustering, computer vision, natural language processing. And if the email is found to be suspicious or malicious, those emails are flagged. So the important thing over here to note is that no matter how the attackers craft the email with any level of sophistication, whether zero-day attacks or uh, the, the kind of impersonation or spoofing that we see or business email compromise uh, type of uh, e uh, emails with just, you know, written text, no pay, payload, you know, no phishing link, no attachment, nothing. These emails are getting caught. So that that's, you know, what our secret sauce is. And that's where we have uh, a couple of patterns uh, for our technology. Thanks for breaking that down. Sven, uh, anything to add on your side? I mean, it's, um, I'm more a generalist. Um, I, I think having AI on your side is, is crucial right now because as you mentioned, we we have AI out there and AI is very, very powerful and it's not just our, uh, us who are using it, it's it's also like the cyber criminals. And um, we have WormGPT, we have Blackbird, just some names and, and they are using it. And you need to defend yourself. And if, if you see like AI, AI is so good and deep faking things, right? We see it. You, you have like, it, it's very entertaining. You see videos of, of Joe Biden and, and Donald Trump and, and you, you, you don't get it. You know, it, it looks completely real. It's, it's, it's insane. And I'll picture of you facing that on, on a daily basis. You as a human, you can't right. catch it anymore. You cannot, we could be fake, right? We could use our AI to actually do this interview. Maybe I am not even real and, and sitting here in, in, in the beautiful sunny Miami. Um, so... You must have it. It's really like what we said, fire against fire. They, they are using it out there and you as a human being cannot catch it anymore. You, have, you, have, you need a tool that, that's able to deeply analyze the data. And that's what Vishal said. We are analyzing like 50 data points. And um, we, we try to help the technicians out there that you know are bouncing between all these tasks and that that have to face these challenges to actually get a tool that does it for them. So we are using the AI and the AI becomes your cyber criminal specialist that helps you to protect your, your customers. That's a big thing. I wanted to dig a little bit deeper in the AI kind of concept realm uh, that you brought up, Vishal. You mentioned 
uh, data clustering. You, you mentioned computer vision. Uh, you mentioned a few other things as well. And you also mentioned some of the tactics that the attacker takes to compromise and trick uh, users. Uh, I would love to marry those two together. Um, hear a little bit about you know how maybe how that rating works, but uh, specifically hearing which type of technique works for uh, which type of attack vector when you look at those uh, AI uh, opportunities. Right. Yeah, that's a good question, uh, Ron. So, so I'll go back to the the example that I gave uh, about conversation hijacking. Okay. Uh, so you have a normal communication going on with uh, with your business partner, and uh, that business partner has sent several emails to you, and over a period of time, uh, based off of you know the fingerprint of that uh, uh, that sender fingerprint, meaning uh, a clustering of lots of data points. Uh, which are unique to a sender, you know, that that person became trusted. And now, uh, as I said earlier, you know, conversation hijacking is where the, the hacker is listening into your conversations. You know, they will try to transfer money to a, a bank account that they control. So what they will do is they will inject a similar looking email into that uh, uh, that conversation and what they would do is they would create a brand new email address which is very similar to uh, which looks very similar you know to to the trusted business partner and but when, when that email come in that since that email address doesn't have uh, a good enough trust rating with the organization that email will immediately get flagged so so that's the power of you know assigning trust rating and uh, using different other technologies uh, to be able to catch such type of, you know, very hard and very dangerous attacks. Do you find any opportunity in the future to kind of marry the technologies that you all have built to help catch and reduce the annoyance of, you know, these fake calls that might have you extort your company on mistake? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so the technology that we have, you know, that, uh, can be totally ported to other types of uh, fraudulent activities that are going on to stop those. Right. Uh, and, you know, the whole fingerprinting, the whole trust rating, those type of things are very generalized. You know, for example, you know, in credit card industry, you know, you have credit card transaction going on and then there are fraudulent transactions that happen. Very similarly, uh, similar type of technologies can be used to prevent those, those uh, activities as well. So, yeah, so I, I'm very confident that the, these technologies can, even though we don't do that, we are focused to emails, uh, but this technology has the capability to be applied to other domains. And what, what, what I think is that you also see when you have these kind of deep fake, and it could be like voice, it could be also like smishing, where you get like SMS, really? and it's always this urgency. The most important thing is identity. So we need to check the identity and it also brings in like a kind of a zero trust that you as a person can do. You always should be suspicious, right? If you cannot verify the identity, be suspicious. Right. Good advice. That's always a great thing to do. And when you're walking down this path of following best practices, like being suspicious, not um, trusting something that hasn't been verified, I would imagine, you know, looking at what you all do, implementing a tool like Graphis, it's going to make your life a little bit easier. I've used many tools that help with email security and, you know, some are better than others. I would imagine that, but all will make you feel a little bit differently. Uh, I would love to hear 
How do you anticipate phishing attacks to evolve in the future? I mean, what we see is that the one point is scalability. Um, AI allows like criminals out there to actually scale their business. We have things like phishing as a service, right? You can, you can actually buy it. There are professionals out there that sell that thing. And that will just increase the amount of attacks that you will see. The other thing is when I can, as a criminal, when I can scale my business, um, the attacks are actually getting cheaper. So the cost of an attack gets reduced. You can get um, attacks out there for maybe like 30 bucks in, in the dark web. And, and that allows me to actually um, address a different um, like vector of businesses. We, we, we anticipate that small and medium-sized businesses will get more and more attacked just because the, the cost of an attack is actually so low right now, thankfully to, to the power of AI for the criminals. Um, and the, the risk to actually get caught is also so low. So it's like low-hanging fruits to just go for these small businesses. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And what I would like to say is, you know, there are billions of malicious emails that are getting sent every day, that making a lot of damage. And that this number is just continue to, to rise and rise. You know? And on top of that, you know, the, the variety of these attacks is also becoming more and more uh, sophisticated. There, there are more types of attacks that we are seeing. Uh, and uh, as hackers are obtaining more and more tools, so what, what I see is, you know, there is a combination of tools that are being deployed to launch these more uh, sophisticated attacks. For example, you know, uh, there's session token hijacking type of attacks where you, you combine a phishing email with a software like EvilJing and then you can steal a user's entire session. So so you, on, on paper, you think that, oh, I have a very secure password and I have MFA. Uh, in my account, but it could still be at risk because of these combination of attacks. And and what Sven said earlier, you know, the deep fake. Deep fake is a is a technology that is uh, evolving really rapidly. I was I was reading the other day. You know, there was there is a company in Hong Kong. You know that that transferred millions of dollars to a hacker's account. You know, they talked to a, a multi-person deep fake video call where everyone was fake. <laughs> And they, they were tricked into transferring millions of dollars. So, wow. yeah, so so it, it's it's a very rapid evolution of uh, such type of social engineering attacks. And email is not the only thing. You know, they, they use phones, they, they use deep fakes, they use all kinds of other technologies to make the, the, the thing look very authentic. Great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the possibilities are unlimited. Go ahead, Spin. Yeah, and, and we can also see that, you know, in the past, they wanted you to, to download malicious files or, or clicking on links. And, and right now, the, the human being itself actually becomes the, the, um, the issue here. They are using you. We, we are a weakness. With, with all of this social engineering and, and the deep faking, it's just so convincing that they are by, bypassing all of that. And then how do you, how do you actually protect the human being itself, you know? Now we are the weakness. I think that will really change um, the attack vector out there. Uh, my last question for both of you gentlemen is, there's a lot of people out there that listen and watch 
uh, Hacker Valley Studio, and they do it to get a little bit better at their job. Sometimes they want to be better technically. Sometimes they just want to be better from a holistic uh, point of view. Um, so if there was one piece of advice that you could give someone to be better at serving their team and organization when it comes to stopping, preventing, and reducing those phishing alerts, what would it be for both of you? Let's start with you, Sven. I think it's it's a lot about education and, and people out there are very scared about what's happening and very confused. And I think if, if you are working in IT and, and you want to help, um, you have to educate them. That's a big thing for me. Education's key. What about you, Vishal? Yeah, the same thing for me also, Ron. Uh, try to learn more about uh, how the cyber cyber crime industry is evolving. You know, learn about these uh, attacks. You know, there there is a whole lot of material on the internet uh, that you can go and see, and then hopefully, you know, you will have interest in in this thing, and then you know, maybe you can make a career out of it. There is a lot of jobs, not enough people. And I think you all both said it best. It's about education, whether you have a job in cyber, whether you're trying to get a job in cyber, or you're, or you're even someone that is an executive in cyber, it's always an opportunity to learn. And like I said, we have two great partners here on the stream that are all about giving back that education without even showing off their product. I wanted to say, I appreciate you both for supporting our platform, for speaking to our audience and taking some time out of your busy day. For anyone that wants to stay up to date with Vishal or Sven, be sure to check out the comments wherever you're listening or watching, especially if you're on those LinkedIn live stream, be sure to check them out. And also Graphis and Kaseya, highly recommend both of them. It's the best way to support the platform. And with that, we will see everyone next time.